Hey everybody, welcome to episode 77 of Founders Gyan and thanks for tuning in. Today we have a special guest on the show. He is Saswat Kumar Panda, the founder and CEO of Learntitude Technologies and we are going to talk about sustainable entrepreneurship. Do check out the show notes at foundersgyan.com/ep77 for links to all that we talk about on the show. Strap your seatbelts and let's get started. Hello everybody today we have a very special guest on the show he is Saswat Kumar Panda and he is the founder of learntechx.com so our topic for the day is sustainable entrepreneurship so saswat thank you so much for joining us and uh, why don't you please give a quick intro about yourself and uh, your company please yeah hi ram thanks thanks for a wonderful introduction uh, basically um, I started off this company in the way back in 2011 and uh, we had uh, the around like uh, four odd partners with me who started with me and eventually um, they had to call off this idea of entrepreneurship that they were back to their jobs and uh, with due respect I had to work accordingly and ensure that in next couple of years I could be able to create another back team and uh, in the same uh, time we were able to create another team by 2013 and could revive this company uh, which is Learnitude Technologies and today Learnitude Technologies is more about you know working with startups working with SMEs we primarily deal with building uh, business apps for uh, which 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 is like building an ERP or CRM for SMEs because that's where we saw small businesses uh, struggling a bad little bit in uh, getting the right sort of consultants uh, affordable consultants to ensure that they can actually run their operations productively so that's that's where we saw the market around the second most important thing is uh, working with startups as a ground team for them as a technology partner for them building their product end to end this is something we started uh, at least couple of years back and it has worked starting from singapore market to india and at this point of time these are the two main areas where learnitude technologies is focusing on my other partners and co-founders are uh, priyanka panda uh, who is my wife and she took up the journey in 2013 itself uh, sanat panda he is my brother as well as well as he is one of the co-founders who looks after the erp division for smes and smruti ranjan who is uh, who is the real product head for building the products for the startups itself so together we four have created a team of more than 20 odd people back here in bhubneshwar itself and we have also a collaborative center also a startup company back in singapore as well to market our services that's what primarily we do as of now and that's how we have been leading so far and it has been a pleasant journey from last year especially in terms of you know neither uh, uh i'll say a very 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 high learning curve for us as youngsters okay excellent uh, introduction thank you so much uh, saswata i'm very pleased to have you uh, on the show now uh, we have taken a topic uh, that is sustainable entrepreneurship so firstly let's uh, define sustainable entrepreneurship to our audience what in your mind is sustainable entrepreneurship yeah sure uh see ram uh, as i as i see uh, we are also a young startup we are, we are also a growing startup at the same time our idea is to you know ensure that you know um, uh, it it should be a model of entrepreneurship which should which should be something which should be followed by others as well now when we talk about that uh, 
I'm I'm little disappointed as an entrepreneur. While I, I'm I'm too small, uh, still I regard to like you know the long way we need to take up still. But I'm little disappointed by the fact the way the ecosystem has actually been you know preparing entrepreneurs so far. No, I when I meet my fellow entrepreneurs, almost ninety percent of them I see them moving around with a B plan and just hovering around for investors or things like that. There's nothing. There's there's no harm in getting an investor or getting you know having a B plan in place or you know joining an incubation center, but you know uh, you cannot remain a startup forever. You have to convert that to a business. And when you think in terms of how you develop a business out of that, you need to think like an entrepreneur. And when you think like an entrepreneur, you make you need to ensure that that business should deliver the right sort of values to your customers. So the basic idea lies between you know how to actually ensure that you create a very uh, unique team and you create a very unique customer base. That should be the prime target of you know building an entrepreneurship journey for yourself. And in the race, I think uh, somewhere we are lost, and most of the companies uh, you know. It was just like you know a few years back when we used to pass out from our colleges and you know or from our schools and we somebody who doesn't get into IIT thinks like my life is over mm. or somebody who doesn't get into an on campus uh, or doesn't get selected by any of the companies uh, we started feeling that our life is done. I think that is the same case with the kind of entrepreneurship ecosystem we are coming up with. Like you have to get into an incubator, you have to get into an accelerator, you'll have to develop a B plan and then you'll have to. I think. Uh, If you consider Ram, uh, if you you would you would agree with me, you know. Yes. Even yes. I consider even I I consider even a Kirana store right in front of my apartment is a very good entrepreneur. Mm. See, he identified there's a customer base here. Correct. He's able to sell his product. Now the problem here is the definition of entrepreneurship has changed significantly, and we need to understand as youngsters. Even I consider and put myself into the same fray. I cannot guarantee that my business is going to be hundred billion dollar or two billion dollars or fifteen billion dollars, but at least I can sustain to some level and ensure that I have some customer base, I have a unique team in place, which are the key ingredients of building a long-term relationship or long-term business in place. Mm. And that that comes up only when you yourself delve into a you know the process of learning the whole process. Right, right, right. So, so I, I, I just have a quick question here. Like, uh, I completely uh, agree and understand with what you're saying. I mean, when, uh, when somebody starts, like, say, a, a Kirana store or a small shop, uh, their plan is they, they don't have a business plan on how to get funding. Their plan is to start selling from day one and uh, make profits and you know, kind of grow the business based on the profits. Right? It's not about somebody will come in and give. A uh, hundred crores or whatever, few million dollars uh, to help help uh, the Kirana store grow. That's never never the plan. So uh, so I completely agree with you, and I also agree with you on the second point that you said that uh, when uh, people don't get a job in campus placement or uh, when they didn't get through in IITs or or, or, or the premier institutes, uh, the the students uh, used to think that uh, oh no, my my career is uh, at stake here. And I think again we are seeing a very similar trend. in entrepreneurship like people are behind uh, behind money behind uh, uh, sorry not behind money i mean behind money is good but people are behind investments uh, which is uh, is a bad thing so uh, let me put this question to you why, why do you think this has happened is it just just that uh, 
people are blinded uh, by the fact that there are a lot of investments or is the media these days too powerful and projecting only the uh, good side of things where uh, investments are happening what is what's in your mind what do you think is kind of one of the uh, maybe the major cause of why this has happened why people are not See, going uh, ram to be very frank you know uh, especially i'll i'll talk in terms of indian context i will not talk in terms of what i have seen in Yeah, Singapore, especially, which is one of the key markets where we are working on. I'll come to that, but let me let me put you know, the things in a very small perspective, uh, in a very layman language. You know, uh, we have been always been, you know, uh, you know, attracted towards the powerful things in India, which is like you know politics, which is like cricket. Even if you see, forget about entrepreneurship. You talk about only cricket. You see, because of you know fo- too much focus on cricket. we were unable to divert our attention or bring that same notion to rest of the kind of games that could be played in a much more better way don't mm. you think that our we can create a really good football team but nobody wants to focus on that mm. because uh, at some point of time the the the, the, the cricket board the cricket uh, you know cricketers have created those kind of you know which is good which is good we all respect that we are die hard fans of cricket it's okay but all forms of sports has to be equally you know respected now that is something is missing you can uh, you can uh, you can just sink that idea back to entrepreneurship as well it is just our culture it is just our culture to actually you know keep a very simple like you know you forget about you know how people actually behave you tell me you haven't noticed this thing in your own colony when you know the parents keep talking to each other and some parents feel low and they sit back at home because they're child has not done a good result mm. they don't go out and speak because they feel how can i speak um, i was expecting 90% and he has got 75% or 76% how can i go and speak to my neighborhood i was talking so many things two but two days back about like my guy will be going into iit and doing so and so and suddenly the result was out and i'm not able to why do you feel offended about it i don't understand the the same thing actually it's coming back to entrepreneurship as well if you don't have a funding you don't have a name on media mm you know and if you don't get into you know i consistently i have met so many investors with all due respect to how they believe and how they work see their priority is different our priority is different mm. they can be catalyst to our growth but we cannot depend on them to grow ourselves it is never possible right. they can be part of a system where our company can grow to a certain level they become a catalyst to that by providing that money and the wealth that we need to actually commercialize our business scale it up build the product and things like that but they cannot guarantee you customers they cannot guarantee you a process where you have to sustain as an entrepreneur that is something as a quality as a process you'll have to learn and you'll have to take it further and that is where we don't want to spend time mm. we don't we don't want to wait we ne- we need everything overnight you know the the moment you know you hit out any colleges you speak to any student you talk to them there's many companies i mean i remember my college days even you know when uh, companies come out to our colleges i never used to ask any questions but something came into my mind you know almost 99% of the guys they speak and they ask about sir what will be the ctc of my uh, you know my job once i join your company like when you are a fresher it never come to us what kind of work will be given to us no the same thing you can you can just relate all these real life circumstances to kind of things that we are already doing in mm. entrepreneurship the same thing we don't want to invest our time in a process you talk about naran muthi you talk about steve jobs you know, they have spent such a incredible time building their own profile itself building their own uh, process itself 
they have been so pioneer only because they spent a lot of time building that process learning that process creating that unique system in place where they could actually and once you become a startup you become a you actually become a business startup is a very big buzzword just like big data so the point <laughs> is you have to, <laughs> but you have to start at a point where you know you become a real business and when you become a real business you have lot of responsibility it is your responsibility at many times i'll tell you my real facts in last 3 years especially you know many occasions uh, you know we have faced serious problems in paying our employees but we prioritize that at any cost we will be paying them on time rather we will as co-founders keep ourselves on wait to ensure that we'll go further but mm-hmm. in uh, but without naming any company on a professional note i have seen people in a way where they take out the whole money and just make sure that they can actually have a lavish life and things like that and suddenly everything goes out of way i'm not saying the way we are following or with the process we are following is i'm talking about responsibility as mm-hmm. an entrepreneur also there are more lot of social responsibilities as well to start your you know just take care of your customers take care of your internal your uh, employees are also very important they are the most important pillars of your company right so and right. that is what happens is you know you have to sync all these things and that takes a lot of learning even if you are the the, the vp of a microsoft and you start, suddenly start a new company you still have to learn the process of entrepreneurship right. you might be right. having an edge over us in terms of you know having a major investor or some potential connects because of which you will be able to get the customers and things like that but the process of creating a new team the process of creating a new company launching it scaling it up is again a process which everyone has to take up now that is something has to be kept in mind you know media and vcs are not everything right right so 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 i i just want to interrupt here now uh, i know we are talking about uh, the indian mentality and you also mentioned that it's quite different in singapore and uh, i would assume that uh, pretty much in the west uh, let's say silicon valley also it is it is quite different uh, so what have you seen in singapore uh, that is different uh, from india in terms of the startup ecosystem what, what's your uh, what's your experience see, uh, i i would say uh, see the overall the 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 idea of entrepreneurship has been taken over by media and vcs there's no doubt about it all over the world mm-hmm. okay but still there are countries there are ecosystems which handles it very carefully mm-hmm. like you tell me like you know you see the number of engineering colleges in india and the kind of engineering graduates we come out with mm-hmm. how many engineering colleges do you see in us and singapore almost in you know i have a company in bhubaneswar at least in odisha I, i have seen more than 100 or engineering colleges do you think that so many engineering colleges are really needed to ensure that there should be you know people with more engineering degrees you know, that's where the 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 grassroots level problem lies you know you go to singapore the engineer who comes out of the college is really an engineer mm. you talk to him about it he can get to work immediately from day one itself i have seen that mm. now that's where they build that quality over everything else not just about like you know somehow you if you get a funding you become an entrepreneur and you suddenly start working no he is a process there should be a process you know to observe the entrepreneur over a certain period and that is why uh, we have we are focusing on sustainable entrepreneurship coming down to the bottom line now that's where i think there is a better connect. i won't say that they are also 100% correct there are no problems out in singapore i don't say that there are 100 problems out there as well it's a small country so better managed no problem with that but the thing is we can we can start working on those small models and we can just scale it up back in india as well no the the more focus should be about you know learning the process and ensuring that he is really an entrepreneur recently in a certain event uh, i went to uh, a small talk mm. and i said there's a more hunt for startups and less for entrepreneurs mm. right 
problem is we need entrepreneurs we don't need startups if you like this show do follow us on facebook and twitter the link is www.facebook.com/foundersgyan and twitter.com/foundersgyan both these provide you daily tips and articles as well as resources to help and inspire your startup there are multiple tips per day some examples of these tips would be articles on the latest startups growth hacking tips how do you build team for startups how to get funding etc so don't forget facebook.com/foundersgyan and twitter.com/foundersgyan right right so so what can we do i mean what can we uh, as in uh, uh, our listeners and uh, other startups you know do in order to uh, become more sustainable i mean f- uh, i mean and, and grow as 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 a as a company like what 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 are some of your like biggest uh, tips you would you would say in uh, in uh, in becoming more sustainable as 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 an as a, as a startup as an entrepreneur see uh, uh, you also know ram like you know no formula can actually guarantee you a 1 billion dollar business that's right. for sure right what is that we can do right now we can rather focus that time that we uh, create a b plan and run around in the market rather we spend that time in building customer base mm. see what happens is the greatest learning comes when you start working with customers we face hundreds of problems every day and we still think like how do we come to this place even by 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 doing all these things there are many problems still existing in our company and the, there are many problems which are still existing with the customer side how do we actually make it so the the major focus should be you know to ensure that you start creating customer base you start learning with them you start uh, delivering them values see over the period of time if that is a practice which can help you out with that becomes an asset for you and you can really build any business out there if your current business also you know doesn't work or something but that kind of a learning of creating a team and having a customer base is going to help you further in your process in the journey mm. that's what it's all it is all about because uh, entrepreneurship is also about a multidisciplinary activity you cannot define like you know i will be a specialist in ui i'll be specialist in you know uh, developer i'll only be a developer no you might have to run out to some government places and take out the license also so those are the kind of activities you might have to get involved in so so you need a real balance of ensuring that you spend more time with the customers and once that process is intact i think then that 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 there there is a point where you can scale you can grow your own you know your startup and things like that can happen i think that's where the sustainable entrepreneurship comes in place okay okay excellent now let's talk about a few personal questions so uh what is the best advice that you have uh, you have ever heard and try to follow uh, maybe in your life or or in your business i think the there's a very famous quote which i which i keep in my mind before i go for any sort of uh new deals or any sort of work you know i i i always even tell my co-founders the same way itself whenever even they are going out for any sort of major things i say uh, just be prepared to get rejected so there is no harm in that because either you win or you learn there's nothing like failure so if you i think that is something i keep it in mind i keep it implemented within myself and that keeps me motivated all the time to ensure that i can go out for the next one itself because it's very difficult as an entrepreneur to keep motivating yourself every day when you get up in the morning and move ahead with few more challenges and things like that so this is the best piece of thing that i have followed and i have seen that there are results to when you actually actually believe on it which is a very great thing okay okay excellent and can you talk to us about your uh, worst entrepreneurial moment and the lessons you learned from it uh i think uh 
my worst entrepreneurship moment would be you know uh, rather going very deep into it i'll take it short mm-hmm. uh, it's about you know disconnecting your emotions with business mm. because uh, you know as 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 from a typical middle class family with high value on emotions and things like that we often get trapped by people we often get trapped with the kind of expectations that has been set by people around us and the kind of words people you know try to speak about and discourage your ability i remember you know when i first first time when i went to singapore i met a person in place and uh, you know uh, he told me like there's nothing in singapore you can work with and you can do with there are a lot of hurdles these are things of course he was right on his part but the problem is if i started believing it and started you know taking it very much emotionally to myself that my life is over i would have not survived from last two years but i saw some real customers happening some real work coming to us getting an exposure yes there were challenges but challenges are everywhere but you need to experience it so i think that emotional disconnect is very much important and in my entire journey i have seen and evolved myself as an entrepreneur you know there there's a very famous thing like you know you should learn the art of saying no it took a lot of time for me as well almost around 3 years uh, you know pata nahi kaun kya soch lega whatever this guy will think this friend will think and things like that but ultimately you'll have to see you know the you have a larger purpose in place to ensure that your team grows your business grows your company takes to the next level so for that whatever comes in the right way in the most ethical way that you can take a decision you should be able to do it and in the in the in the same time there are many people who might feel offended for that but you had always have to see the larger side of it and i think that is the worst thing that i have faced in last 2 3 years and uh, but it has also helped me evolve and to balance things accordingly so disconnecting disconnecting emotions is very important okay okay you are also mentioning about challenges so uh, let's uh, that's that's uh, like a perfect way to get back into our topic on sustainable entrepreneurship so uh, can you tell us uh, what are some of the typical challenges uh, that uh, new new startups face with regards to making their startup more sustainable and uh, what are some of the things that they can do to overcome these challenges i mean it could be in terms of business it could be in terms of personal uh, so maybe you could just take your own example and and uh, and tell us uh, maybe what what challenges you yourself faced uh, or, or if you could speak more generally also that is also that's also fine uh, absolutely i think you know uh, typically you know you start with even a tier 2 city or tier 3 city like us where entrepreneurs have emerged uh, i'll start with real life examples like you know uh, you can't afford uh, you know in the in the day one you cannot afford a 50000 rent office mm. sure but you need all those facilities to ensure that it it is a working office for you you need 100% internet connection 99% uptime you need those kind of uh, you know infrastructure in terms of you know getting connected over the video conferencing call for your customers to build that base you need right people in place and things like that trust me for over more than 2 years or 3 years i have struggled more than with more than 4 or 5 new locations to change my uh, office setup and finally i was settled in a very good location once my you know cash flow was little more stable in last 2 years but i don't think why should we be bothered so much about uh, about having an infrastructure even in tier 2 cities like us there are more than 5 or 6 it pubs that i can see has come up with in last 2 3 years but what is the use of it when the startups don't can't afford it Mm. you know you put it as 50 rupees square feet or 60 rupees that is a grassroots problem where i recently i, I met few government officials and i spoke about you know uh, think about what a startup can afford you cannot offer him a 1000 square feet office 
he might be sitting with two or all uh, co-founders and may start a product or something can you afford to give him at least 100 feet office with all plug and play facility and charging him only 5000 for that let him grow Mm. give him a time of 2 year and that is the kind of basic problem even i see with so many startups struggling to find a place i got an entrepreneur right now recently he had some office somewhere else and he has some few people sitting in some other place uh, in some other city and he's saying like i cannot actually bring them to one place the reason is cost so i think this is just one example so this is one of the areas apart from that there are a lot of startup policies that you have seen these days what are entrepreneurs going to do with those policies you tell me right see it has to be something which has to be realized by as an entrepreneur uh, you know as a startup when you kick start your journey people are very young at an age of 22 24 25 these days people are starting up their company just imagine what is the kind of experience they have we all have to go through that kind of a journey where we need experts to help us understand that these are the certain problems i need an infrastructure i don't know what is an intellectual property is all about i don't know you know where to set up my company then recently i'm talking about another uh, you know situation like there was a startup who didn't knew like uh, the registered address uh, he has he started his company in some places in kolkata uh, just because of customers and all and recently he was charged by one of the government agencies almost around a fine of 80000 or 1 lakh that guy is already not able to sustain his product is beautiful but he is still in the process of creating customers mm. now in that process he has to go through such kind of misery from last 3 months that he has to almost pay the fine for that and i understand that there should be protocols of the company of the government which should be followed no doubt but as typical startups most of the things they are not aware of we are not aware of so you have to create a window where we understand those protocols and do it rather than you know enforcing them and putting them into a situation where they are moving well just imagine now entrepreneur starting 3 months back or 1 year back and suddenly he has not generated any revenue he is still just investing from last one year and suddenly a, a, a burden of 1 lakh comes to him as a fine because his registered address has not changed and he has gone back and requested 100 times this is just a mistake that i can rectify so mm. these are certainly small problems which ram i think could be you know could actually bring some sort of breathing space to startups or the entrepreneurs who wanted to really make some company work mm mm-hmm. so i think uh, knowing the challenges i think being very uh, aware and cognizant of the challenges and being up to date with all these things so for example you mentioned about uh, a startup working space so nowadays a lot of co-working spaces have come where you can plug and play for 5000 a month or, or something like that and uh, and obviously government regulations there are so many other startups you know who help you with registering your trademark registering your startup uh, there are a lot of lot of uh, services available for startups uh, to navigate these these uh, these challenges so i think uh, uh, every startup should be aware of uh, of the of the various services available uh, other startups are there trying to solve similar problems I, uh, and and of course nothing uh, beats uh, being aware and uh, reading about all these things as as an entrepreneur i think uh, you need to educate yourself each and every day it's not just your product or your customer i think general awareness of what's happening in the startup world and uh, ecosystem is uh, very important so i think i think those are some great examples of challenges you have uh, mentioned now uh, we just have a couple of last questions so uh, are there any uh, tools resources books that you can recommend for uh, startups uh, what, what would you say would be good reading material or uh, could be some blogs uh, you know online resources what would what, what do you say 
I think there are uh, if if you are a tech company, uh, you know, um, there are uh, there are many uh, resources available. Like there are many sites like Mashable or you know even there are many successful blogs like Your Story and all who come up with so resourceful resources about like you know how to plan your company, what are the you know sufferings of some company who has failed and things like that. You keep reading about those failures, and you you should be learning more about it. Uh, that is that is something which which keeps you helping about you know taking your decisions forward because just like you know you learn from other startup failures and you just take it forward. But the real kind of learning comes with you know as I said like you know you move to the market, you actually talk to people around, and you sit with them, spend time, you meet the like-minded people who would be ready to help your startup or the first customer who is ready to give you the assignment. You go out with them, sit to sand, spend time with them, find out the real problems. I think there's no big learning apart from that that you can actually go ahead with. Okay, okay, excellent. And uh, uh, before we uh, move on to our final question, what is the best way to reach out to you? So I know that people can go to your website, learntechx.com. Uh, I'll link that up also on the show notes, uh, so they can uh, take a look at your uh, website and. Uh, and you know, uh, look at the services that you offer. Uh, but apart from that, there are so many uh, founders and would-be founders listening on uh, on the show. So, uh, if they want to reach out to you personally, what's the best way to reach out to you? The best way is to reach out to us is uh, through email itself. Email is the best form to ensure that you know we. Uh, I think uh, with our last track record, it hardly takes us not even 15 minutes to respond on an email. So we are very fast on emails. And apart from that, even uh, you can directly reach out to any of our founders' numbers. Uh, you know that is that uh, maybe is maybe you idea. could just give your your email. You could just spell out uh, your email uh, for our listeners. Yeah, my email is uh, you know sashwat at learnitude.co.in. Okay, okay, great. I will link that up on the show notes. What about other forms? Are you active on uh, Twitter? Uh, sorry, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook. Skype. Skype is a very important form. Like sashwat 1986 is one of the important things. Uh, can just directly make a call me uh, on that uh, including my direct number is also available like 9040880335 okay great i will link all that up on the show notes and uh, just as a reminder uh, to our listeners uh, you provide uh, uh, what, what services do you provide to startups we work on affordable business erps like open source erp and crms we work for smes like small businesses uh, apart from that, uh, with startups, we work with them as a product development partner, including the, there are two forms of model, like there are startups who actually invest to get the product done with us. There are startups who also want us to co-own the product, like they also offer us equity to en- ensure that we can have a minimum opportunity cost to develop the product, also become a regular member of their company to ensure that they don't face a technical glitch in the next coming days to develop the product or design the product. I think these are the two important things that we do as now. Okay, okay, great, excellent. So if any startups out there listening uh, need any of these services, uh, you can, uh, uh, you know who to reach out to. It's uh, Saswat and his company, uh, Learntitude uh, or LearnTechX.com. Uh, so uh, with that, uh, we will move on to the final question. Uh, and so uh, if there is, uh, let's assume that uh, whatever we have talked about for the past half an hour uh, is not going to air because of uh, lack of uh, time or you know it, it got erased by mistake or whatever and there's only one gyan you could give to startups uh, so what would your uh, one gyan uh, to startups be you know i i think uh, you know when you when you when you start your journey as a startup you know uh, recently uh, uh, 
I went to one of uh, the places as a speaker for students, and uh, there uh, there was one question. I will try to relate it to. I'll take a look, one more minute on that, just to relate it. Uh, you know, the students asked me like, you know, our parents, our people, they want to, you know, uh, help us take a job rather than uh, start a company or something like that, and uh, well, because there is more risk involved and things like that. Um, I said, if you if you start comparing this, the same kind of risk also is available with the jobs as well today. Like you might lose a job, and there could be some situation where you are, you know, you are very much worried, and you are going on the road, and you met through an accident because of the stress and things like that has happening these days. This is very common. So if you start comparing risks and the kind of consequences, and you start attaching that to you know your startup journey, then it becomes very painful exercise. So it is very important that uh, you know, without thinking about the consequence, without think, without taking a guarantee of success, it is just something as a passion which should keep driving you, and you should keep trying for it, and you should not attach any sort of consequence around it. Yes, the risk has to be evaluated, but that needs a tremendous experience as well. So your experience is very important. At the same time, you keep working on day-to-day basis, and you should start comparing yourself to your past and see how you are improving on that. That is the only thing that you can do to keep moving on things, and nothing can get wrong because, as a startup, I have seen like if you spend three uh, years in uh, in your own startup and you spend that three years in any of the MNCs or any of the companies, the learning curve is terribly high, almost at par at like three to four times I could say. So don't don't think about like you are losing out something at a young age or something you are not able to. It's just about learning and. Things could go wrong. You might get. You always have an option to go back and do a job. So that's not a worry at all. But don't keep that backup place in mind and just keep focusing on this. I think that is the only thing that you can do to you know continue your journey and be focused on that. Right, right. So I think uh, I think uh, what you're trying to say is that uh, uh, you know uh, instead of focusing on the rewards, I think you should focus on the journey and. Uh, on the learnings that you get uh, in startups, right? See, we. I'll just add one more point here, Ram, to mm-hmm. just conclude. Uh, you know, we are very used to taking suggestions from our friends, peers, and people around for many things, and that actually keep us more burdened. You know, uh, you know, which college should I select? So, man, most of the friends who go for a certain college, we that's a, that's a typical phenomenon we all go with. I think in entrepreneurship, if you start taking those social approvals, you will die definitely. Mm. So you'll have to hear yourself. You are the only social approval system for yourself. You'll have to believe on yourself. You'll have to bring that voice out of yourself and ensure that yes, what I'm doing is right, and and I'll be continuing with that. That is a, that is something you have to keep telling yourself and continue with that because it's a continuous learning curve, and that can nobody can guarantee you that there is a success around this. So if you keep asking people around like whether I should be doing or whether the, there will be 90%, I'm very sure 90% of the people will be discouraging you with the fact like this is not possible, that is not possible. So take those 10% in place. Who can actually motivate you? Who can you can who can be like-minded to you? And most of the times, in my case, especially, they have been mostly strangers who have come across with me and without uh, you know knowing me even, they have shown that tremendous confidence in me. And that I have taken as a token of respect to conf- to bring my confidence back and still continue that fact. I think that is something which is which is which which keeps working for you. Okay, excellent, Saswat. On I think that's a great note to end this interview with. And so uh, I thank you once again so much uh, for your time and uh, for uh, giving your uh, exp- for sharing your experiences and, and your advice uh, with our listeners. Uh, and I wish you continued success in your venture. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ram, for giving an opportunity. It was great talking to you as well. It was a huge privilege and. 
you know opportunity to you know speak around this uh, special especially around this topic of sustainable entrepreneurship i thank you very much and it was a huge pleasure absolutely thank you for your time and hope you enjoyed the show do check out foundersgyan.com/ep77 for the show notes for this particular episode and foundersgyan.com for links to previous episodes i'll see you all next week with yet another startup and founder in the meantime do take action on your own startup today good luck and bye for now